0: The goal of any band is to become the biggest band in the world. Anyone who tells you different is a liar, trying to maintain some sort of holier-than-thou pose. No, everyone, whether they're on the smallest, coolest indie label, strumming their acoustic guitar or being defiant in some grassroots punk rock or black metal band, want to see their name in lights and at the top of the marquee. And when a band, no matter how connected they are to their hometown scene, starts to venture out into the world and tour farther away for longer periods of time, taking their best stab at scratching that itch, the inevitable fallout is a disconnect with said scene. If the touring happens for prolonged periods of time, say five to ten years, the band must accept the fact that they are no longer part of their hometown scene that spawned them, and be okay with being ridiculed, forgotten even for being so estranged. It's an odd situation to be in with your beloved city, and that's been strangely our relationship with Toronto for the last 10 to 12 years. No matter. It's really a lovely problem to have, especially when your options are to keep touring and leave jealous naysayers in the dust. But frankly, another regrettable outcome is your growing unfamiliarity with hometown bands— And being from Toronto, it can be downright embarrassing since the city's been yielding world-class acts for quite some time now. In fact, I remember when I moved out of the house where I lived with Brendan Canning and in between tours would stop by and visit every now and then. One time I was over, I was stunned to see Brendan on the cover of a music magazine that was sitting on the kitchen table. I picked it up and asked him what it was for. And he told me it was that project he had been working on with Kevin Drew for the last couple of years. I knew Brendan would steal away for days on end to Kevin's house, even when I was living with him. I just didn't know they had decided to call that project Broken Social Scene. I thought it was the title of the article. Or when we were in France playing a festival and I skimmed through the festival program only to state out loud, Hey, this girl looks like Leslie, and found out right then and there that it was Leslie only she was going strictly by her last name, Feist. Or when I saw someone in Germany wearing a t-shirt that said Billy Talent on it for the first time and couldn't believe that Toronto had followed us here. And so it's been. Now, when I hear of a Toronto band while abroad, I'm met with a mixture of pride and indifference. At the risk of sounding like a curmudgeon, When we started venturing abroad, the only Toronto musicians journalists could reference back to us were Rush and occasionally Peaches. Nowadays, the road is well paved for newer bands to easily gallop on through. And even some more perceptive writers know more Toronto bands than we do. I usually just shrug my shoulders when I hear of yet another band and quietly think to myself, impress me. And that's what the Cancer Bats have done. From meeting lead singer Liam Cormier for a brief few minutes in front of our rehearsal building in Toronto a decade ago, to having him knock on our door and say hi at a festival in Belgium two years back, to being en route to a Paris radio station for an interview, only to hear hear the band over the air doing their Sabotage Beastie Boys cover, it blows my mind this metal-punk-core hybrid band have been able to vault their sound past the multitude of other bands, and shove it right in my face. They're heavy, they rock hard, and they're humorous. What a perfect cocktail for someone like me to ingest. I had heard Birthing the Giant, but was very impressed with Hail Destroyer and Bears, Mares Scraps, and Bones. Their newest offering, Dead Set on Living, brought them out on the 2013 Soundwave Festival in Australia, where we were able to hang out for a bit longer and confirm the age-old belief that Torontonians are quite a nice lot, despite what the rest of our country thinks. So, when hatching plans for our next batch of podcast victims, I ventured on Instagram and saw fellow Black Coffee Brigadier Wade McNeil posting pictures of him hanging out with Scott Middleton, guitarist of the Cancer Bats. The photos looked like they were having a great time. And what a great idea. Let's get Scott on the podcast. And that's what I did. Of course, it happens often that some conversations off the mic with guests are worthy enough to be podcasts too. And the time Nick Flanagan and I spent with Scott were worthy enough for three podcasts. So listen to this episode knowing Scott Middleton has promised us a return sometime in the near future. I want to thank Blue Mic Microphones for the Yeti Mics and supporting the podcast, and Skull Candy Headphones for supporting the podcast. I've also recently noticed uh, there's a few more newer comments on iTunes regarding this podcast, so please, if you're listening out there and you haven't left one or you want to leave another one, please keep them coming. I I read all of them, so thank you very much. Okay, here we go. Scott Middleton of the Cancer Bats is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it
1: starts now. (laughs) Now.
0: before you came Nick because uh, you live closer to me and yet Scott lives was uh, came before you yes Um, so we had time to talk and he said that he saw Teen Craig Combo back in the day your uh, old band
1: yeah yeah Yeah, well I I heard in that the previous podcast you did with uh, Kevin Stewart Panko oh right yeah you brought it up and I was like oh man King combo, I saw those guys with the Swarm at the 360. Yeah, we played with the
2: Swarm and we played with uh, Kid Dynamite. we yeah. played with we were we were a mainstay. We played with uh Danko Jones. We didn't play with Danko, we did open we for did. Jones. that. Those are second and third show. Like all your no. bands have played with us. It was Nick, I, yeah, I can't remember whether you it even was did even comedy. Comedy. Yeah. You did comedy. Yeah,
0: we got Nick one night to do comedy <laughs> before we went on stage. Was it, was it
2: only one time? Um, I feel like it was once but it, maybe, maybe that was twice. just epic
0: I don't know and that wasn't even me getting you on that was more JC Well, that was you on. crazy
2: that was wild. <laughs> you should have seen it I'm not going to take credit for that <laughs> no, no. I would never have asked have me. the meeting went
0: down as hey we should get Nick to do comedy and, and I was like really?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not funny at all <laughs> <laughs> that is what he said but um, I did, did it work out part? well? No, I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Did it? I don't know. It was great. I mean, I was. They, uh, Taco Jones treated me like really amazingly. That was like one of the best uh, treated with it because it was like hard for me to do. Like I had a brutal yeah. night show or something. Uh, you know, in Halifax, there was like flights. Oh, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. And they like really worked with me to make we it. We flew happen. you back, didn't we? We flew me back on Porter. Yeah. that's we and go. then. Well, then, we I I mean, well. Yeah. then I got paid well. Then I got paid well. So it was, uh, it was great in that context. And in the context of performing, I loved it. Because it's like, I got to do, you know, 20 minutes to a half an hour. Which, by the way... Should never happen before a band. (laughs) It's like, I should have played for 15 minutes. But it's like, kind of a weird thing where it's like, well, if we're doing all this stuff for you, then you should probably just play for a while. Did you have
1: someone, you know, be like, come on, look at their watch and like...
0: No, not at all. They were were just on the side of the stage watching, having fun. Did you not just finish a tour
1: with Kavlar Attack? Kavlar Attack, yeah. Yeah. Did you you just um,
0: correct... My pronunciation,
1: yeah, of it. yeah. Although I've heard them, some people I say like, and maybe in Norwegian it's more like "Queler Talk" or something. Kuelertak. I mean, we spent like you a spent long time that. with with them. Yeah, we toured the states with them. I love that band. Yeah, they're probably. awesome. Yeah. And
0: I remember I said that I can't pronounce. I said we played a festival with them mm-hmm. on the same stage, and they were going on before or after us or after us. Um, and uh, I said I can't pronounce their name, but. And then I actually ended up...
1: Quailer talk, or quailer talk, however you want to say it, it it means chokehold in Norwegian. Well, they shouldn't tour in the Hamilton area, because there used to be a straight-edge band named Chokehold. They'll get beef. Yeah. Chris Logan's going to kick their ass. They can't even
2: play... In Europe, probably, people will call them on it, because, you know... Chokehold were... Well, they did European tours. And I remember even, like, when we were on tour, like, 15 years after Chokehold, or whatever... There were everyone in Europe was like, oh, I cannot believe. Like one of the guys, John Trump played in Chokehold, right? Uh, in Brutal Nights. and and so everybody was still talking to him about Chokehold. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was like, well, how were they saying it? Oh, I cannot. Oh, they're Japanese. <laughs> wow, they heard heard that a lot of that Japanese people in your, your, Europe. I've heard that yeah. actually happens.
1: You know, like <laughs> yeah. Justin K. Broderick, who's in like Godflesh and Jesu yes. and stuff. Yes. Well, apparently, like whenever he gets recognized, it's always like, "You're the guy." From Napalm Death. And he's like, you know, I did that, what, Scum? That demo when I was 15? (laughs) That's what you're talking about? i put out, like, 20 records (laughs) since then, and you're talking about my demo? Um, We were hanging out, and I
0: don't mean a name drop, but it pertains to the story, uh, or the thread. We were out at the Rainbow Bar and Grill Uh, in L.A. Lemmy! No, yeah, you would think. But actually, we were there to uh, a pre-production meeting with Elijah Wood, who ended up being in our... Videos. oh that's right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh there was a uh, w- we were with a friend and uh, we told him that elijah's coming in, in like 15 minutes he did an imdb search on him got the first thing he ever did which i think was back to the future he, he made an appearance oh, when really? he was like 13 or something in oh. the first back to the future whatever his first appearance okay. ever on screen or whatever mm-hmm. and then he just went up to him and he goes i loved you in back to the future and <laughs> elijah was like blown away <laughs> <laughs> he just I doubt he even had seen it but he just said uh, I loved you in back to the future
1: and, and that, it got God so, yeah yeah I, I saw Ron Jeremy the last time I was there he yeah. was stumbling around inside looked really drunk
0: yeah you always end up seeing someone Someone, someone. Yeah. I think I there we was played women.
1: next door at the Roxy with Cavalier talk actually right and, yeah who was then,
0: the third band on that because it wasn't the uh, three black band?
1: tusk right that yeah. was it yes yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I saw the posters and yeah and uh, our merch guy is really good friends with them. I think he's done merch for them too. So. Oh, okay. Or he's played his bands played with them. So there is some sort of connection in, yeah, as yeah. to why I, I own two Kavler T-shirts. Okay. I, I was able to get them from them. So a awesome. huge fan. I love yeah, the yeah, new album's amazing. Yeah, too,
1: yeah. So. Those songs are super catchy. I mean, I love those dudes. We've, um, you know, it was one of those bands we met. A long time before we ever got to even play with them, we just always see them around at festivals, and we were just like, "Oh yeah, you know, we both like each other's bands, and we'd hang out." And then it was just like, "Okay, we got to make this tour happen." And then finally, that's it did great. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And that's I
0: think how I first met you guys too. I met I met Liam. I met think I met you and Liam at our rehearsal space in Toronto, where yeah, I think yeah, you guys like used to have years a ago. Space. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I met you guys there, or at least I met Liam, and. Uh, for some reason, in my mind's eye, he seemed way shorter to me. No, no. And then I met you guys again at a Belgium festival just a few years back. Okay. And he was really tall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty tall. Did yeah. he sprout up, or was that just me in my mind's eye going... Did he sprout up? Yeah. Or, you're beneath me. <laughs> Hello, you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, he's never... He's. I think he's always been pretty okay. much the same. I don't are, think he had both a lot of you guys part. just...
0: Maybe both of you guys had a growth spurt at the same time. No, I'm still pretty short. Sure. <laughs> Are you guys teenagers? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, and then I met you guys or hung out with you longer at the Soundway Festival.
1: Yeah, Australia. This this year. That was a great time. Yeah, it's it was really, really
0: cool. It's, it's interesting when we meet bands, especially from Toronto, that yeah. we don't know abroad. For yeah, the first exactly. Time. And uh, I always have my defense, my automatic force field defense thing up and i'm always kind of like yeah
2: hi what are you worried about
0: <laughs> whatever
2: what are you worried about
0: um i'm worried about uh to be honest with you attitude um not enough. you mean
1: just from toronto bands like yes. is that something yeah
0: you know i've gotten it before oh i'm sure yeah you know, yeah, we have too and it's just like yeah, yeah. okay Dude. a was that from me
2: no. Okay. no, no. <laughs> name names. You don't have to name names. Please don't name names.
0: But you know, there's this weird thing, and I find that it's it's hilarious where if you're in a band, yeah, you start a band, you, you, no matter who you are, where you are, your, your goal is to become the biggest band in the world. That's just a given, right? Whether you're playing in a basement show or you're, you know, whatever. Um, and when you start to r- have that sort of realize, half. In a, in a in a way where you start touring uh, regionally, nationally, internationally, you get forgotten at home, and sometimes end up being the butt of a lot of people's jokes.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah, I know what that's like. Knock what? knock. I I
0: had that. I had my force field up when I first met you guys, and in Australia, especially, I I managed to have uh, some good talks with you guys, yeah, uh, yeah. however
2: short, and it was nice to know that you guys were kind of. All right. So what's, yeah. let's, what's a negative conversation? Let's put me in. A, let's role play a negative conversation, guys. I'll be um, the singer from White Dove, the hot new uh, two-man dance <laughs> band from uh, Bowmanville. But they just moved. <laughs> just moved downtown. <laughs> downtown Toronto. And they have this huge studio space near the docks. <laughs> and uh, I, and uh, they've, they've got, been written up and exclaimed. They have their own yeah. drum machine. And they've, they've just been, just been got nominated for, for a Polaris Prize. prize. Oh, yeah, they actually are the only nomination for the Polaris Prize. Or they've year. been shortlisted. <laughs> they've yeah. been shortlisted. So you guys are both running into them at the Aglakirk Festival, Susan Aglakirk's uh, <laughs> curated festival, which happens in uh, Malta, the capital of Malta, which I believe is Malton. The capital of Malta. Okay. So, uh. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you guys were on, uh. Oh, Danco Jones, uh, Scott from Cancer Bets. I didn't know you guys were on, uh. Are you guys, uh. Are you guys the, uh. The butlers for the show? <laughs> you know, we have. Uh, I throw
0: the attitude back at you. You throw the attitude back. Yeah, do you I really do that? tell you to eat me.
2: What do you do? You do something different, right, Scott? Yeah,
1: Scott's nice. How do you respond to the, ad-
2: to the attitude? To
1: the attitude. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'd try and be extra friendly. Mm. Make them feel guilty. I've done that. I've done that before. It works, actually. And
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I'm going to guess you've had but that. But you
0: got to be careful when you do that because then
1: you end up actually being friends and you're like, wait a minute, I hated this guy.
0: Isn't <laughs> that the best case
1: I mean, scenario? That's, that's definitely happened to me. Like bands I think I would hate. Yeah. And then we end up on tour with them and I'm like, I love these guys and now I kind of like their music. Oh, yeah. that's
2: happened, yeah. Well, this is a big thing, right? Is the thing where... <laughs> You got you you like meet somebody for the first time and they're like a musician or whatever or an artist of some type some some weird creative type yeah. or just a normal person and they're like something happens in the brief exchange that like rubs you the wrong way I don't oh, know yeah, what yeah. it is oh, they totally. say one thing and you're like oh this guy trying to take a dig at me or something and then you just think about that when you relate that to the person because that's your only interaction and then you see them more later and then it's like an expanded conversation or they they do something nice and then you're like well what do I do now I don't hate you. No, anymore. then you just go. Oh, he was actually nice. Generally, I don't know.
1: We always kind of like pride ourselves on being friendly and just. You did, you do, and you guys made a, a really.
0: You guys came to our dressing room at that festival. We didn't make the effort what, to go to you. Was it the Unless one in the jail? Casey.
1: Was it the one in the jail? Remember? Oh no, that was during Soundwave. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had. Oh, a you actual, mean at another festival? The first yeah, time yeah, we yeah, actually
0: yeah. met, I think Liam actually yeah. knocked on our door. And JC's better at that. He he goes yeah. to bands and stuff where I'm like, just like <laughs> sitting in the chair in our dressing room, just like going, fuck those guys. <laughs> you can see that, right? I can see that. Yeah. Like JC? JC would be oh. the guy who would probably knock on someone's door and go, hey, you know, we're from Toronto too. Hey, how you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you he's know. definitely the extra friendly. I boy. brought you
2: some anti <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, something like that.
1: <laughs> something like because that. he's Italian?
2: That's no, hilarious. no, because he's generous. Oh, okay. Which has to do with his being Italian. Ah. Yeah, Positive a, stereotype. Po- I like those. <laughs> is- Was that really less of a stereotype than him being like, your voice sounded like the Japanese people I've met. <laughs> you're, you're throwing out all the stereotypes on this episode, <laughs> Nick. I'm throwing in the garbage. <laughs> Down with stereotypes, anti-racist action, anti-fa, uh, A cab. Uh, yes. <laughs> All cancers are bats. <laughs> I like that. Like, you gotta make Dude, it. Dude, that is a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Next tour. Do it. we are really cool. Yeah, we did a tour
1: with them last year. No it was, way. It was the best. Like, you got to hang out with Odorous? Yeah, dude, every day. He, F- he came Manstra? up and He came up... No, she's not in the band anymore. When we played Toronto with him, he came up in... Uh Saying uh, "Sabotage" like our BC Boys cover, when right. was On stage, <laughs> That's awesome. which was awesome. He came out in full gear, and it was the best thing ever. I mean, watching that band and what goes into their show. I mean, like every night, the amount of crew they have to make it all happen, and so much of it's like improvised and it's a little bit different every night. That's great. And it's sweet because they're just like the best, like old school, like punk rock, metal, comic mm-hmm. book nerds, like just guys you want to hang out with, like that make tour fun. I, wow. never,
2: I never knew they were from Richmond until like way later. And I yeah. was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because Virginia has all these bands that are yeah. like, you know, Municipal Waste and all those punk rock bands from there. And like, and then Guar, almost like a predecessor to that kind of. Vibe. Oh, absolutely, though.
1: But actually, Odorous is from uh, Ottawa.
2: What? What?
1: He's Canadian. Wow. I never oh, knew that. Yeah. Now yeah, there's the cool. new greatest Canadian ever. Because I well <laughs> oh, seriously rich. though, but he came straight up like first day of tour. He's like came right into our dressing room. You know we're all like scared to talk to these dudes. We didn't even know what they look like, right? Right. And, of course. and he, he walks right and he's like, "Yo, what's up, guys? I'm from Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Just like coolest guys. Like just we became good friends <laughs> with them after. Like just their whole crew and everyone. Just wow. like wow. Yeah, sweet. I saw Guar in 1990. That's probably uh, yeah. the first time I heard Guar. I saw like, Guar in
2: '93, and and uh, at the warehouse in was Toronto. Was Sleazy
0: P Martini? on no.
2: Sle- I love Sleazy he's not P. Martini. A, he's
1: another character that's gone. Oh, yeah. Man. There's a couple of things I think that are different, but did I they mean,
2: have to pare it down a little bit? Is were that the so thing? So good with Sleazy maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I wish they did because I, I saw them back in the day with Sleazy P, and that was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting having all those extra characters, but I mean, it wasn't there wasn't like a loss. Like I mean, you know, they they. You know they killed Obama on stage every night and <laughs> Hitler and they, there was all kinds of like uh, that's great. You know they'd kill some priest and <laughs> yeah. the whole the whole of their show. Do they have yeah. the grinder still? Yeah, the meat grinder. Right. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. It was cool. I got on the last show tour. I jumped in the meat grinder and got killed. Actually, the really cool one is we did a show in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, and next door was this like horror convention, and they got uh, they got Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh my god like he came out on stage oh and like he, he like ripped his shirt off and they're like machete's going in the meat grinder and then they like yeah it was That's the best great. it was amazing everyone was freaking out it was really cool he was, he was Danny was super nice like we met him and like hung out and um, you know got our photo with him because we're all just like you know nerdy fans and stuff and uh, <laughs> but yeah he was super up for it and like stayed for them and watched the bands at the show and stuff it was cool That's
0: so cool yeah. man
1: wow that's awesome that was definitely like that was one of the highlight tours like for real that's that's
0: the one thing about you guys like watching the tours you guys do sometimes i'm like oh i'm so jealous of like the packages you guys get on like some of those bands you tour with are like um i mean i can't say that i own the guar
1: discography oh well neither do i but But. you know the hits when you hear them but you
2: had one guar album at least in your collection right perhaps hello
1: America must be destroyed. Scum yeah, dogs of the Universe? Yeah. America must be destroyed. Isn't there like a wintry
2: one? The first, like oh, um, I, what the first two, you know, the first two. I is that is that Ragnarok or is that a different <laughs> one? I don't know. I think it's Ragnarok. Maybe I feel like I might be confusing with like a video. You know, <laughs> oh, like the...
1: that Antarctica. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah live yeah. in Antarctica. Yeah, right? that's,
2: that's what I'm yeah, thinking. That's yeah. it.
0: I don't. I I've only seen a couple of Guar videos.
2: They I were one know. of the greatest shows of my life. Yeah, seeing Guars. And did you get sprayed with the blood? Sure. I was wearing my white Satanatra shirt. <laughs> oh, got covered in, in in blood, and they didn't even get their stuff over the border. They didn't because the Canadian border was with them and Odorous couldn't get his costume over the border. No way. Yeah, so he was like shaved-headed. I think he—I can't remember if he had like a lot of face paint or something, but he didn't even have like a mask. But he's anything. Canadian. They should just let his stuff go. Yeah, well, they're not nice at the border. And he had a giant fake dick, so he's basically naked with a <laughs> fake dick yeah, yeah. and like just blood on his face. Simantra, so sort of the same look, you know. But even without some of the gear, it was so amazing. And they opened in, as a separate band. They opened for themselves, basically, as a band called the X-Cops. Oh, dude, the X-Cops yeah. are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, that, that record. A, it's hilarious. What is that about? It was, they did this, like,
1: funny band where instead of, like, playing, like, space monsters, they're all, like, evil cops. <laughs> <laughs> dude, look it up. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. pretty cool. It's this like, like, gnarly, like, really rough-sounding thrash record just all about, like, cops beating people up and, you know, being, eating donuts and all the cop stereotypes is great.
0: Do you remember, Nick, we hatched that idea when we worked together? We we have a cop one?
2: We were a rap group and Mark (laughs) Jarrett was the the DJ. (laughs) you remember that? We're the cops. The cops under arrest. I remember the cops. And I remember mostly writing like, like sort of like... Subtly gay, mob Deep style raps as a separate idea. But of course, that's become. No, now I that's don't the think Nord. that was for this project. No, that so, wasn't for the cops. Well,
0: basically, I wanted to <laughs> take this group and play a hip hop jam. Mm-hmm. And I just all for the first For the opening line I just wanted to go To the whole audience And go You are under arrest <laughs> <laughs> And then I go to Nick I remember this he go, I go So what's your handle What's your, what's your name what, Do you remember
2: what you were Yeah I was MC 900 foot policeman
1: <laughs> <laughs> What was yours I can't yeah. fucking remember, man. <laughs> I don't but remember I remember either. Nick's handle because it made me laugh. <laughs> it's it was really MC Nine
0: Hundred Foot Police Officer.
1: That's what it was. And then Jarrett
0: was—he uh, was the DJ. So he was Desk Sergeant, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> desk
2: Sergeant. <laughs>
1: remember when we did that, uh, that back to that Guar tour, when we played Hollywood, which to me is a notoriously bad place to play with, you know, like, yeah. you know, nose in the air kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. It's full of like LA gets schmucks and people route. that don't really care about who mm-hmm. you are. And you know, we've played some good shows here and there, but then we, we played the House mm-hmm. of Blues and I'm like, oh man, this is probably going to be the worst. And it turned out to be like probably our best show in the States ever. <laughs> like we killed it that night. The, the kids that come, that that came to that show rather were... Just so up for it, and I don't know. I don't know if it's just Guar fans too. I think Guar attracts these whole different kind, it, different it doesn't kind necessarily of people.
2: Even means like yeah, you know, Guar music fans interesting even, yeah. Well, oh, exactly. Well, I think Guar yeah, Guar fans would be like not necessarily metalheads at all. You know, they might be more punk in a weird way. They, you know, but be, that's it. It's this you know,
1: perfect crossover of metal and punk mm-hmm. and thrash, and then you have kids that just want to go. Because they like horror comics and yeah. you know just want to get covered in blood, and that's this mm-hmm. amazing party, and that's the like one big show they go to every year as Guara because they know it's going to be amazing. It's interesting when I saw. But it's them. cool because those kids have an open mind, which is less You're right. You know, le- a lot harder to find in like the hardcore scene yeah. oh, or yeah. like. Um, You know certain things like that, or whatever, whatever, like whenever we've been on a tour that's with bands that are cool right now, um, or like successful. It it, you can always you can always count on like fifty percent of the crowd being like, I'm only here for the headliner. Mm -hmm. I don't want to even pay attention to anything else, which, you know? Tr- which which is, is so hard. And, uh, yeah. to me. Because, first of all, you wouldn't but be Canada on tour. But it's not like that. We don't think like that over here. But
0: you wouldn't be on tour with the band that they're there to see if the band, band they're there to see yeah. didn't, didn't want you to. on there.
1: Exactly. That's yeah. what I don't understand. And that's how I think about it, too. I remember this tour we did
0: in the States with Our Lady Peace. Mm-hmm. Nice oh, guys. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those dudes that's are That's not nice. the
2: true test. Like, you don't have to tour with Our Lady Peace.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> but... Every night, every night, without fail. When was this? 05.
1: Okay. Every night, without fail. So they were, like, huge then? Were they killing it in the States? Yeah, we were
0: doing uh, maybe, like, 1,000 to 2,000 seaters. Yeah, which is
1: really good for a Canadian band in the States. Like, that's rare. Kind of the ceiling, right? Yeah,
2: so they were really
0: doing well. Unless you're, you know, then the next level is Rush. You know, like, that's about as high as you can get. Gordon. And, um without fail every night there were hecklers heckling us and it was just it it was um i could take it a couple of nights you know but every fucking night on that tour and i'm just that's that's when you're just like well i'm gonna try and turn these guys yeah some nights it worked some nights it didn't sometimes when you
1: play your best shows when you're the most pissed off oh
0: totally without a doubt and and um I don't know how well we played but when we turned an audience god it was satisfying. Yeah.
1: You know? yeah. Well that's it. When you when you think it's not going to work and then all of a sudden it it yeah. clicks and you see the change. You know, they're not yeah. uh,
0: they're not like standing on their feet crowd surfing at the end of it but you could see that they they got it at the end of the set. They got it. And and that to me became a game. It's become a game now ever since that tour where where i feel like the audience isn't on our side or they even hate us now i just try to turn them
1: how old were you when you got into six Kiss? six wow and okay. i joined the army when i was 6 yeah. wow. see i got into metallica when i was 11 like that's when that hit me, and it. that made me buy a guitar, and that's why I'm talking to you today. Well, I,
0: I, I, yeah, same with me. I mean, I was 14 when I got into Metallica, and I yeah. was just never looked back.
2: I was 11 or 12 when the Nirvana thing hit me.
0: Yeah, did yeah, you, yeah. So, did you go to the Metallica barbecue
1: at Soundwave? No. What? And I was mad about that. What? Because we, I guess that's why we, we had a there. we had a like a side wave show, like we did a show in Brisbane that night, right. and we couldn't. Oh, did. and that's
0: that's organized by the festival themselves, too. The, the Sidewave shows. Yeah, yeah, series, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: So they, like, booked. Because we, basically, on all the, like, days off or whatever, do on Soundwave, that. yeah, we, we did shows. And, um, so who were you coupled
0: with? Because Soundwave do all that.
1: We did a couple of, one of them was with uh, Bullet For My Valentine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, who uh,
0: Liam is doing some sort of project Yeah, he with.
1: has a side project with the singer of that band called Axe Wound. Yeah, okay. yeah. They do, like, a more metal. How do you feel about that? I feel fine about it oh okay yeah, yeah threatened no okay not at all go I mean, on this like like a and an
2: interviewer this no I, I i know always...
1: I, I think it was like like matt matt tuck like uh f- from bullet like wrote a record and uh asked Liam to come sing on it I which i think is awesome like i mean we've we we have the same management of those guys so we've like toured with them a bunch and they become our friends and um yeah i mean i think the more projects people do i think it's always cool like i don't I'm not, I'm not like, uh, you know, in some kind of monster where, like, I would let Jason Newstead do Echo Brain. Like, that would, be, <laughs> right. that would be my position on that. Right, right. You right. know? Speaking
0: as a Metallica fan.
1: Have you, actually, have you seen Jason Newstead, like, since he's been touring and, like, put out an album? We have played a few festivals ha- with them. Have, you, wa- with have you watched it?
0: Yes. What we do you played, think? We played a festival with them in Finland. Yeah, Did it's you? pretty good. I mean, I thought it was cool. Newsman's Newstead, whether people realize it or not, has been doing projects like this under his Chop House label for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard stories where he's got full albums with people that he has never released. Yeah, that can't come out and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. It's awesome. Like he just he f- well, he f- used to, I guess, fly them out to his Place and, in his studio
1: and just and just yeah. jam and, and then yeah because I heard he did and... stuff with like Devin Townsend and like yeah, I've heard that guys from like Sepultura Machine Head and stuff the Sepultura one came out did that actually come out? I have it over there yeah and um, Papa the, you Wheelie know, you know back back in the like pre uh, like primitive internet days the first mp3 I ever downloaded off a website <laughs> was a Quarteto de Pinga song and I thought it was awesome we, actually at, uh, we did Download Festival this year and we, um, we got to play the main stage for the first time, which was really cool. Super happy about that. And amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was that's sweet. That's amazing. Yeah, for people that don't know, it's a really... Yeah, people in massive Canada. metal festival in England. Yes, yeah,
0: trust me. Playing the main stage at Download is humongous. Yeah,
1: and it's it's an awesome festival. So yeah. we, we were really happy, but we got told, you guys have to get out of your dressing room. Someone else needs your dressing room. And we were like, whoa. Well, that's not cool. Come on, you know, like... We just played the main stage. Isn't that like, good enough? We don't get Fucked kicked up, out of Brad. our dressing room yet? And they're like, well, Jason Newstead needs a dressing room. And I was like, you know what? I That is the one person that I would <laughs> gladly give yes. You hit the nail on the head. I've always been a Newstead fan. I know some people have, have negative things to say about him, but I, I think he... Probably breathed life into Metallica when they needed it, and, and yeah.
0: yeah, and uh, we played when we played with them at Hellfest this year.
1: Yeah, Hellfest is great because I love that They festival, they,
0: they, man. they strategically place bands together or on the same day or on the same stage the in hopes of something springing up that's beyond just the lineup. It makes sense. And his his dressing room was right across from right beside voivod's dressing room yes okay. and voivod's dressing room was right across from our dressing room Perfect. so they all know the whole connection There's that
1: connection yeah. but when
0: I met Jason I finally met him um, um, he uh, he I, I shook his hand I introduced myself and he goes oh I'm supposed to meet you today that's what he said to me Wow that's pretty heavy Mike Nice. because right? we are we have a mutual friend with um, uh, Phil from Sacred Reich oh who's also dude. from Arizona and Phil,
1: I met him at Hellfest. I'm a huge Sacred Reich fan. Huge. So uh, the first time I ever saw Sacred Reich, because they never come here, obviously, and uh, was at Hellfest when we played it for the first time, like two years ago. <gasps> oh
0: yeah, that's all on YouTube. The Sacred Reich, uh, yeah, yeah, set. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I, um, they. I was I was mad though because basically like our sets almost overlapped you know when you have to start setting up mm-hmm. and then you're away on the they they were playing the main stage and we were playing like the I don't know whatever the one of the tent stages kind of near it and so I, I kept like sneaking out on the ramp and was like you know, when they're playing like independent, I'm like headbanging on the side while I'm warming up. Isn't that such an
0: amazing feeling? Yeah. Like
1: those are the moments
0: where I'm like, wow, I'm so glad to be in a band and do this for real.
1: Well, totally. And then I saw Phil backstage and I came up to him and I was just like, dude, like I have to say like massive fan. This is my first time seeing you guys. I've listened to you since I was a kid. This is so cool. I'm really happy that you guys totally killed it. I'm like, So happy your band's still playing. He was just like blown away. Also because I think he was surprised that there was like you know maybe someone from North America there, you know hanging out like because I just ran into him in the field somewhere, and it was it was sweet you know. I met
0: him uh, last year. I spoke at Wacken when I spoke at Wacken. I was there for the whole festival, all four days of the festival, just Mm -hmm. hanging out. And the one day, one day, did you guys play? Vaucan? No. We've played twice. Oh awesome. But I've also spoken at Valken. Yeah, I spoke yeah. in twenty twelve. Really oh really? Yeah. You should. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, we uh, one of the days Sacred Reich were playing, we're staying at the same hotel and I saw like a couple of Sacred Reich shirts and I knew it was their day. So I introduced myself and uh, later on that day I saw Phil at, at Catering mm-hmm. and we took the shuttle back to the hotel that night and him and I ended up it's it was raining and he go he said to me hey let's sit outside because I'm in Arizona I don't get to see rain that much and there was like a there, there was um like a awning an awning right exactly an awning that's why covered. I'm here yeah technical and, assistance <laughs> yeah I sat with Phil, Phil for four hours no way and we just hung out and we talked and that was it and, that's awesome and, man yeah and since then we've I actually saw him we played uh, Phoenix last week. Oh cool. And so he came out to the show. He came out late right, so he missed us, but we ended up again just hanging out yeah. into the night. Phil is just such a great guy and um he's such a yeah, so obviously it was through Phil that when I met Jason, um he said, "I'm supposed to say hi to you" cuz yeah. I mean, Phil mentioned it to him cuz of course, Sacred Reich where like, like, Jason's from. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and then I I Instagram this this thing. Oh, I, took a, super cool. I, I, I took a I took a uh, an eye photoshot. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Newstead started following us last two weeks ago. Ah, uh. <laughs> Th- there's something to be said when you wake up in the morning and you look in your Twitter, uh, your Twitter feed. Yeah. and it says Jason Newstead follows you. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're kind I, of blown I, I, away. I had that
1: moment when uh, Jay, the guitar player from White Zombie, oh followed yeah, followed me. Right, yeah, they were one of my like first like favorite bands as a kid. That's cool. Yeah. They, they were actually the first the first show I ever went to was uh, White Zombie, The Melvins, and Reverend Horton Heat.
2: Wow. Yeah. What was that, a crazy um, what a show. Yeah, Varsity <laughs> Arena.
0: What which, what album was White Zombie doing? It was Astro Creep 2000. Yeah. Only oh. in like
2: 1990-something with those three fan bases kind oh, yeah. of like connect. Kicked, you know? because it was lot, awesome. Not yeah. a lot of people
0: realized White Zombie in the beginning, they were like an art Yeah, Yeah, they were like, weren't they
2: like that weird genre that was discussed scum rock or something? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. totally.
0: I think they came out, they were like a couple of... Not No Wave,
2: but like this weird... like a couple of of generations after
0: the No Wave Wave generation or movement, Mm -hmm. they came out of that. And a lot of people don't realize that when they hear like, you know, the Rob Zombie show or whatever. He took it to... I think Rob Zombie took it to where they, you know, the the nth level of yeah. what White Zombie was. But yeah. I love Let Them Die Slowly and, oh, dude, yeah, and all yeah, that totally. shit. I, I love all that stuff. And I actually got to meet, uh, Sean came out to one of our shows like seven, eight years ago. Oh, no, no way. Have you read her book? No, I, that's one book I want to get. you got to get it, man. I've, I've leafed it's through awesome. it. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I was going to buy it, but on What's tour. What's it called?
1: It's called I'm In The Band. <laughs> which is awesome. Because man. she spent a whole <laughs> career of... You know, in a, one of the biggest... security guards being like, you can't come back here. <laughs> All right. You know, like exactly. being like, she's like, no, but I'm in the band. Right. <laughs>
0: and and uh, uh, I was going to buy it on tour. I saw it in New York, but it was, um,
1: you know how it is. It, it would have weighed down my luggage. Absolutely. Because already... no. it was it's a hard hard cover. Like, well, yeah. no, it's like a coffee it's table a book. Big with tons book. of oh. It's like a scrapbook with tons of pictures and little writing things. Really interesting, though.
0: She's great. And she's, um, she's actually married to uh, Chris Lee of Supergroup, the singer of Supergroup. Mm. If you guys know that I do remember band. Supergroup. Yeah. I don't know
2: who Supergroup Supergroup. Right Supergroup? Supergroup. Supergroup. No, know. I don't know that.
1: They're awesome. they're such a great band from New Orleans. That what goes time. back to that whole uh, you know, people dating in a band, her and Rob dated yes. for years, yes, like forever when they from when they started the band. Yep. Yeah, And then true. they broke up and they were uh like in the book you read about how like, you know, they had a rule like you know like no girlfriends on tour no boyfriends on tour that kind of thing and then Rob zombie broke that when he started dating sherry his now wife his wife and then like had to get eventually because they didn't want her on the tour bus um he had to get a separate bus and then things the camp started drift really drifting apart yeah. and yeah um it's sad story but man back in the day like back in the day white zombie yeah and I mean they put on such a crazy awesome live show I mean it was I saw everything them. I wanted from music when I was a kid. Was I saw awesome. them
0: twice. I saw them at the Opera House. Oh, cool. And it was the the night of the LA riots. And then I saw them play or open for Pantera. Oh, okay. Maybe a year or two later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was I mean, I love I love White Zombie. It's great. And actually when I when I made contact with Sean, Sean uh, Sean gave me some of the older stuff, like the older White Zombie that's like totally out of print. The
1: really obscure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The
0: one thing I wanted was the God for Thunder, God, God of, of Thunder, Thunder, twelve
1: inch. Yeah, she
0: she didn't have that with her, but I was able to recently buy that on eBay.
1: I have, I think I have some weird seven inch bootleg of that. It's, yeah, like I have some weird bootleg version that I found in Seattle. At uh, if you're ever in Seattle, there's an amazing record store called Zion's Gate okay that you need to look for because it has all this weird really cool rock and roll and stoner rock and weird metal punk and just it's like this weird rastafarian looking place and then you go in and it's this amazing world of metal Hmm. and punk i gotta Uh, find it yeah check it out well but yeah
0: from metallica to white zombie i could talk forever about those two bands fucking love them
1: yes
2: but ladies now, and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Danko Jones official podcast, the official Danko Jones podcast, sponsored by
1: All cancers are bats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all cancers are bats. The the newest eye capture.